Welcome to episode five of the Two Guys, One Team podcast. I'm joined by Travis. Travis, how you doing? Well, I'm great. You did one without me. So, yeah, this is four together, one apart. Am I correct? Four intros together. Okay. One apart. I had to redo that one because I said that we were going with an orange logo. We went with a red logo. Oh. And I even I even said in there that we were too lazy to make the change. And so... That would have just that just felt it felt one stu- one dumb thing too far. So um, anyway, so yeah, so we're uh, I had to re-record that intro. So we are here, uh, episode five. We are going to be ranking QBs and tight ends. Uh, we're combining those positions because uh, I mean, there's only ten starters in this league for each position. Uh, at least in my opinion, they're fairly low value. Uh, they're fairly similar in terms of. You know, uh, you've got a couple of elite guys at the top and then there's a, a drop off and then there's a second drop off. And I think that the, um, you know, you're, you're, you're three to 12, for instance, is, is one drop off and then you've got 12 to 18. So, yeah, it's kind of top three or bust in both categories. And yeah, some years there's a little bit more juice to either of them this year. I think it's very low, so I can do both these together. Yeah, I, I think we'll, it's it's probably going to be a similar strategy um, with each of them. I, I have a feeling we're waiting on them, and we're going to stack running backs and wide receivers like we talked about Bingo. Um, on, on the last couple pods. So, um, you know, I think we're obviously looking for uh, one or two top ten guys at each position, and but we're but I, I don't think either of us want to stretch to really make sure we get a top two or three guy, or, or are we at least directionally on the same page there? Uh, bingo on that. Yeah. With the top three, something you want, I'm not really even going to stretch for much. I, the third one's even hard to define in these positions this year. Oddly enough, when you really look at it, there's uh, maybe some comeback guys, things like that, but what, well, any sort of yeah, question I mean, mark in that low value pass yeah you always go into these seasons right and both positions you always go into these with there's a couple of guys that are at the very top but by the time the season's over there's always a guy whether it was Wentz last year who was not drafted in the top 10 or Matt Ryan the year before who was a waiver wire pickup um, in week one or week two of, of uh, his MVP year you know, there's no Matt Ryan's tend to sit there, just guys that where you can get absolute value out of. Uh, yeah, and, and and there's there's um well let's let's uh first before we get into actually talking about the quarterbacks, we have uh the cry now laugh laugh later the crying. I don't know what what those masks are. I, I skipped Greek in college. Skipped a lot of college. Um. The uh, the happy uh, sad the, drama mask. The, the happy sad drama masks. Uh, you were wearing the sad mask today. I'm wearing the happy mask, and I just found out for two reasons. Because not only has Eric Decker retired, and this is where this is where we splice in yep. angels singing, and uh, for he's a jolly good fellow going off in the background of the of the podcast. But uh, Julius Thomas, my old nemesis, yes, uh, also also retired. Thanks so, it up. If uh, if Lamar Miller or Des Bryant comes down with, um, you know, colon cancer or something here in the next week, we sh- this this is going to be a pretty good week. Just for fantasy me. full circle for you. Yeah, it's just you know there's uh, there's nothing to 
nothing to complain about when when Eric Decker and Julius Thomas call it quits. Both had great careers, uh, and I've and and I've only ever you know what I've owned each of them once because just in other leagues than the ones that I participate with you in, I just said fine. I will I will pick up Liar. an Eric Decker. I will pick up a Julius Thomas, and they shit the bed for me. Burn. Both times, so uh, I either ruined them Small thinking negative. I either ruined them thinking negative thoughts about them, and they were weak uh, to begin with, or um, or I just drafted them at the wrong time. It's probably the second thing, but you know, I I, I feel like I I ruined I, I feel like I ruined them with negative thoughts. You so. ruined them, yeah. Um. So anyway, it's a good day. I don't have to wait. Hold on. Do I have to worry about you drafting Eric Decker? Yeah, of course. I'm taking. Uh, I I told you. I think last time. I don't. I'm not taking him. Okay, so we're we're good then. No Decker, we, even though he's retired. We might go Hogan. I did like the Brady potential. It's gone and double gone. We'll just okay. We'll retire okay. him. All right. So we are on to quarterbacks and tight ends. Uh, do you have a preference? Uh, start. Let's go quarterbacks. Damn it, you didn't say tight end. You were going to live with that one. No, they live your, they lead your team to a victory here. We're going to go with that. Okay, sounds good. So um, my top three for the, the top two are easy. Is Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yep. We, same page there. Okay, great. Um, there is a, there is a, for me, I'm looking at the ESPN rankings right now, and from three to seven, I like all of those guys fantasy wise. That's what I was uh, saying. I think anyone could make a case for three. Uh, luck, especially if he bounces back, I, that's a big if on that one. He so, can easily so, sit so, there like twenty seventh. So looking at the t- at three through seven on ESPN's rankings right now, you've mm-hmm. got Russell Wilson at three, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and Drew Brees. Those are. I uh, if they are there late and Carson Wentz might be because he's coming off the injury, Deshaun Watson won't be because the, he was such he was so phenomenal last year that he's not going to be there. Cam might drop. Um, Russell Wilson probably won't. People are like you know he's going to be the number three quarterback probably on a lot of people's boards. I'm seeing potential Drew. already. I mean the fact that we'd take any of those guys. And don't have to get into Brady or Rogers fight. Yeah, I'm 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 solid with all those guys. I I think from a so who would you rank out of Wilson Newton? Wilson sorry, Wilson Cam, nobody called him Newton. Wilson and Cam, Deshaun Watson, Wentz and Breeze. Who are who's your top pick out of those seven or those five? I'm gonna go Breeze this year. And I think it's just kind of the reliability. There, any of those guys could make a case to beat him. I'm just going to take kind of right up the middle. Might be slightly outdated. I know he's on backside of his career, but he's still going to get you great stats. Him and Michael Thomas are going to do well together. Uh, Kamara's going to open it up. I like. Yeah, I think I, I we can probably. Again, I don't really. I'm not passionate about any of those guys from a fantasy perspective. I doubt 
I'll ever bring myself to draft. I think I've had Russell Wilson before once, and it's just kind of made me miserable. Um, they tend the, to run the ball a lot, and like they, they, they just don't have the guy. They don't have the horsepower or the offensive line to run the ball this year. Them and the Cowboys tend to slow roll you a lot. Yeah, in in um, uh, in the Cowboys. Now, if stock. this if this league is four points for the quarterback, which I think it is, um, but this type of shit changes all the time, then Cam becomes more valuable. Carson Wentz become or not sorry, Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson's going to become more valuable for the rushing touchdowns because those are going to get you six as opposed to four. So I could see us prioritizing in in the right stat based league. I could see us prioritizing. I could see me at least wanting to prioritize Cam over the other four um, and Cam over Deshaun Watson, because he's not coming off the Cam, Cam's not really coming off a huge, any huge injuries. Um, Wentz is coming off the injury. Breeze doesn't get the rushing touchdowns and Russell Wilson is just a, a my, I just can't stand him. So out of like, those five. Well, here's kind of where you start to look at too, is like, we haven't even mentioned like Matt Ryan, anything like that where they start to get bounced around in some of these rankings. Well, so that's what I was thinking. Like you've got, you know, if we're looking at these ESPN rankings, you've got three tranches as far as I'm, I'm concerned, right? You've got Brady and Rogers. That's easy. Yep. So the fall off is, and looking at these rankings, the eight through 16, right? So you've got luck cousins, Stafford, Jimmy G, uh, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Alex Smith. I don't see a ton of difference overall when you balance out risk and everything else between any of those guys. Yeah, you're looking at a couple rounds later, and that's about it, and that there's so many names to live with. Uh, This is the year that I am going low on the quarterback uh, because we just had such a big tier three open up right there. I don't see a need to move them up if they fall into our lap and it's really going to have to fall into our lap to get one of those top two anywhere where did we settle on uh, Rogers before? I think we were looking like if, if sixth if round. Yeah. Fifth or sixth round. I think I said six, you said fifth, you know, it's going to come down to kind of who's got control of the, the board at that point. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way that we even looked at it, i could probably even just let it fall further i've actually done a couple drafts now so those names were dropping yeah i'm i've got i've gotten i'm in no rush to get a quarterback unless now you know if if quarterbacks are sitting and sitting and sitting at a certain point you know just because nobody else is drafting a quarterback doesn't mean we have to not draft a quarterback as well so if uh, at at a certain point everybody becomes draftable so you know what what i don't want to end up with is you, you know, a great quarterback and some not so sure things at, at running back and wide receiver but if we've already got in this spot i just we, did rodgers went in the 4th yeah, that's that's too high for me. Like when and Brady wins, just like a couple names later, and I think that was kind of like a oh oh we're going there, okay. And and uh, and I hope that that run happens because if that run happens, we're going to be sitting real pretty, picking up a ton of running backs and wide receivers that will actually generate us points, meaningful points over and above the rest of the the stuff that we're going to leave for leave for the rest of these guys. So 
yeah, I would, I'd, I'd love for quarterbacks and tight ends, both of them to go on a little mini early run, you know, and, and uh, Gronk get taken early or Aaron Rodgers get taken in the third round. And I would love for that to happen so that hopefully people start panicking. And, you know, I've got a league where, you know, I've got Alex Smith as uh, I'm, I'm taking over this team and uh, you, I, you can't keep your top three, but uh, Alex Smith is, was one of my keepers because he was a waiver wire pickup and I only have to give up a 14th round draft pick for him. Oh, he just doesn't so, have the volume to interest me. See, I think, dude, he was the number, he was the number five quarterback last year and he's going to a pass first offense. I, I get that. And I'm sure I overlooked him more than I should have if he's number five and I have him probably in my mind pegged at 15. That's, that is my bad on that. But I don't know for, I'm just used to very low volume, very low risk. Alex Smith just taking, he completes a high percentage, but I feel like low volume and that fantasy wise isn't always the best, but if he's showing up at number five, he's obviously got value. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, and this is, that offense is why uh, Mahomes is, is such a, such not a sleeper pick this year is because he's taking over the Alex Smith, that, that offense, the Andy Reid offense with all those weapons. That yeah, the Andy Reid I'm biting on, I just heard that San Francisco had originally cleared him out because he's a little lackluster. He may not ever get you through much of the playoffs, even if to the playoffs or a win in the first round, you know, start worrying about that stuff. Yeah, he'll, he's going to win playoff games, but I, if we're, you know, talking about Alex Smith, he's going to win playoff games. Yeah. But he's, he's probably not going to put you on his back very often, but he has done it. You know, he's... You know, he he did it in San Francisco. He, he he's put the Chiefs on his back. Um, you know, in uh, uh you know for, for a couple of games, he will do it for stretches, but he's not been asked to do it the way that. And he and probably just because he's he's just a a tier or or three below. You know, the Rodgers and Brady's. He's a he is a a winning quarterback. He's got a great winning percentage ever since Harbaugh showed up in San Francisco. He's got a great winning percentage. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he's a guy that you can you can fix your team with. You can you you energize the fan base. You'll make the playoffs because he doesn't do stupid shit. He does not do and... stupid stuff. He just doesn't do amazing stuff in my eyes. But yeah, he gets it. right. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I just don't. That's... I think that's kind of where we drift apart. I don't see him as keeper material. Depends on the year. Um... Well, it, it depends on on the format, right? I'm only having to give up a 14th round pick for him, <laughs> so. You know, and and I'm taking over a team where there's literally nobody else on the team that I'm even allowed to keep. <laughs> right. So, You're like, that's, you know, that's it's like what I have. I'm. It's it's like I would end up taking Alex Smith in the 14th round, anyways. So fuck it, why not? Right, and I'd, I'd probably even take him earlier than that. So I've got a couple rounds of equity there, but there's no risk in there for me because he's literally the last pick that I would take. Um, that's not a kicker or a defense. So it's easy for me to, to make him a keeper. So, you know, but I think um, one part that I found that we were maybe disagreeing on was possibly taking two of these guys. And that's where I am only in my personal drafts. I mean, I'll look at ours and our strategy, but in my own, I'm only doing one quarterback grab. The rest will just come down to waiver because there's so much in there. I don't see, you know, year to year, it's going to differ a little this year specifically. I'm not taking two quarterbacks. I'm taking one and probably late. If I have to move up a little bit to get one of those top two guys, I'm willing to make that sacrifice knowing I'm only taking one. 
but it's most likely going to be one in late. So, and I'm this year above all, above, above probably any year, or at least for the last five that I can remember, there's enough quarterbacks. I mean, uh, the the rankings here on uh, for eight to sixteen: Andrew Luck, Cousins, Stafford, Jimmy G, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Ryan, and Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Those guys are like, I would probably venture that three of those guys are going to make the top ten. Yeah, at least three of those guys are going to make the top ten, and I think that you know, uh, Alex Smith has been there, Rivers has been there. I don't trust Roethlisberger. Uh, Mahomes and Garoppolo are going to be wild cards. You know, new they are new quarterbacks to great offense. Yeah, I was going to say the those coaches might just get them through. So you know, it's like if if we have if it's late and we've got you know the ability to take both of those guys. Ew. But think about it. We we take one of those guys is going to make the top ten. I bet. <laughs> what one guy sits on our bench all year and then we uh... no no but that's but that's but it's a thing you're 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 acting like we're gonna we're gonna lock in right just because we draft him doesn't mean we have signal what i'm saying is one of those two guys is going to make the top 10 jimmy g or mayhomes is going to make the top 10 what if i say his name differently every time at least one time i'm going to get it right so um uh, Jimmy G or May Holmes is going to make the top 10. If we were, if we had the opportunity to draft them both very late in the draft, then I'd rather take a wide receiver flyer. I'd rather like, try and figure out who's going to sync up with Brady. I'd rather try and figure out something like that, you know, like a high volume offensive guy. But you've still, but you've got to get instead of a, you know, I, I see that there's some value there. I'm just talking about the disparity that you can get between a replacement, which is going to be maybe a five point difference. And it's going to depend on the week. And that's going to be like season totals that you're looking for. They don't, they don't differ that much. So the, the goal here, I think is to, cause I, I kind of did this last I'd year. I'd rather just right? play the matchup off the waiver wire when I have to. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's if it listen, if Garoppolo and Mayhomes aren't what they could be, then they're very easily they're very easy drops. This is that that same philosophy that 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 I run with that you don't have don't pay for the name, you know, pay for, you know, get a guy with a ton of upside, like actual upside beyond what where he's being drafted at. And if he doesn't work out, it's easy to drop him. Right. If, if Jimmy G doesn't work out after, say, three games, it's easy to drop him because he's uh you know he's only making his 10th his ninth start right when you when you finish his third uh, sorry his 10th start when you when he finishes three games this year mayhomes doesn't even have he's got one start to his name maybe i think uh, week 17 so but see you know, i was seeing like, maybe like had uh, it might i don't know if he'd fall this far but like an alan hearns you know like potentially dallas's like up and coming wide receiver you know like where i'd take that guy over that I don't need. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what what we've got the rest of the team, right? I mean, like if we're just if we're just talking, you know, it's like I think everybody's draftable at a certain point. I think that it's better to and is all Sean like, Jeffrey out now completely? I don't know. How do we get to wide receivers? Are you high? No. <laughs> you got to you've got to look at who these guys are teaming up with. 
the um uh no uh <clears throat> Alshon's on the on the Eagles. Yeah. Um so I mean that's a that's a Wentz thing. Well like, and what I, we were getting to is instead of having a second quarterback who you're gonna get out of it. And that's why I'm saying I'd rather get one of these guys up and coming targets than the actual second quarterback. Yeah, I mean I I would rather I yes, I would I all things being equal, I'd rather have a starting a, a guy who could start for us. Yes. But the so what I did last year is actually in this league and, and in a couple leagues was I had um I, I went Aaron Rodgers early. I think I drafted him in the fourth and fifth round, but then I went with Wentz with my last position player pick. And I went with Wentz because I, I had this I, I had Sounds I like went a with, political I, huh? I went with Wentz. Um both Wentz. Um I I I had this I had the sneaking suspicion he was going to be a top 10 quarterback. So I I would agree with your point about not taking a quarterback just to take a quarterback, which I think is what you're saying. Like don't take the number 16 quarterback if you think he's going to finish 16 because if you don't There's pick him you can just you 18 and 14 and 13. Yeah. Right, well it's but you can just you can find 18 on the waiver wire, you can exactly. find 12 on the waiver wire. But if you if you've got two guys and this is where I think it's going to be tough for us when we're drafting, right? Because we're going to be going into this with our own, you know, uh, with our own draft strategy kind of in mind. And we're going to be trying because listen, we're not putting we're not putting this much we're not putting this much effort into it. I mean, like we're doing the fucking pod. I mean, like this amount of prep is more prep than I've done for any fucking fantasy draft ever. The um, but the the situation is that. You know, if we have two guys that we think are top 10 quarterbacks and we can get both of them, then I think that's better than just taking one just because we're putting an artificial cap on it. Like you still want talent, you know, so it's like it's it's the same thing behind drafting like your fifth running back versus your sixth running back. It's like they might not start for you, but if they've got but they might have value. Yeah. And, you know, so if. If we think that, you know, it's it's not like I'm saying let's draft three quarterbacks. I'm saying like I'm saying like I think it makes sense to draft two as long as we both think that they can make and or at least whoever's picking, like that we know we're picking somebody we think is gonna finish in the top ten, knowing that if they get off to a shitty start, it's an easy drop. Uh and that's those those are the things that, that I don't I don't mind drafting easy drops because it doesn't, you know, you, you, you swing for the home run. If you, if you strike out, you drop them and you go pick up somebody on the waiver wire. And that, that just makes you that much more active earlier while everybody else is sitting there staring at the draft picks going like, Oh, I can't drop him. He's this guy. And I drafted him in the eighth round. It's like, who gives, who cares? All right. Like, I just you know, want to avoid like, a never use. I want to would, I, 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 we're on the, I don't mind, like, I didn't use Wentz all last year until Rodgers got hurt. And then all of a sudden I had the number one, <laughs> then I had the number one quarterback in football. So, you know, again, if they're, if it comes down to, you know, X amount of guys on your team, you're just never going to use. If you get down to needing to drop someone, your backup quarterback is, is an easy target. But there's also, there's going to be plenty yeah, had, of other guys um... that we can, I had Rogers crap out, and I was able to pull like Stafford out. It's that sort of just oh, right. this guy's still there. Easy. Yeah. I didn't need to yeah. draft two of those. Right, but I mean, it's like if you, but but the reward on you know on either having them as as uh, having them for trades, 
right? They're not going to fetch a ton because quarterbacks don't trade for much, but it gives you something extra to sweeten the pot, right? So if you can take a wide receiver two and package your wide receiver two with your, you know, the, the number eight quarterback that's riding your bench to get another wide receiver one, you know, now you're, you know, those are the types of things, the maneuvers you're able to make if you've got two, if you've got a starter, a league wide starter, a top 10 quarterback sitting on your bench. So I don't like, I, I think, I don't think overdrafting these guys is smart. I think you're right there. I think that, um, you know, what I'm saying about there being, there's two guys we're not going to get. It's going to be Brady and Rogers. I just can't imagine them ending up on our team. We will probably end up with one of the three through seven guys that we talked about depending on how much of a run the league goes on over quarterbacks. But I also wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if we ended up with one or two of that eight through 16 group, because if we pick the right guys that I think those guys are going to make, make the top 10. I mean, like, um, let's see. Well, here. spoiler alert, when I give you three names, you're not getting a second quarterback. So yeah, well, that's, 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 um, checks turn, and bounces, turn, baby. Yeah. The next, the next round, you might get three quarterbacks. Shit. So, um, the, uh, anyway, so I think, um, strategy, I think, you know, I think rankings wise, we're on the same page. It's going to be how we implement the strategy. That's going to be the interesting thing. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's definitely where we tend to split on that one. Yeah. All right. So similarly here, I'll use this as a segue. Uh, the thing, the, the thing that, the thing that we can't do is if we were to take a quarterback high, we also couldn't also take a tight end high. There's, you know, you've got, can you imagine like getting six picks in and already having your quarterback and tight end? Yeah. And you're... A couple of years ago, people might've done the Brady Gronk combo and done all right. But uh, especially this year, no, uh, even then it was a risk and that just kind of got lucky just because of how they played it, but don't do that. Yeah. So the top three, again, I said the top three is fairly static. Uh, the ESPN guys uh, are, are only defer on one guy, sorry, two guys defer on the rankings, but everybody else has it. Gronk one, Kelsey two, Ertz three, and two guys uh, swap Kelsey and Ertz. So uh, with Greg Olson as a, as a four, and then it starts getting kind of shifty around five. So, See, I'd plug uh, Olsen up a little higher. I don't know if it's just because he's coming off the injury or whatever, but uh, he could be a high-volume guy with Kelvin gone. I could move him up a little. Yeah, but, I mean, are you going to move him up past Ertz? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I did just look, and Alshon's gone, so there's that case. But... Uh, so Alshon's out for the season? I don't know if he's out for the season, but he's definitely out right now, which I don't know where that's going to move him on personal draft boards and amongst everyone else. Oh, we're going to have to do a, another. There you go. It's, it says here there's a chance he may not be ready for the season opener. All right, so due, he might yeah, due diligence. He, he might be out for. So anyways, I, th- like, I think Ertz is, I mean, Ertz last year, 74 catches, 800 yards. I mean, he, had, he was basically Des Bryant. <laughs> True enough. At tight end, I just I'd put Greg Olson up a little bit higher with Kelvin gone. Um, okay, so, but and I think that you're looking at, uh, you know, you're looking at between five and 
you know, like, so five is Delaney Walker, then Evan Ingram, the Giants tight end, Rudolph. Mm -hmm. Rudolph, to me, like, just always outperforms. Like, he always, like. I was going to say, he sneaks his way up that list. Next thing you know, you're like, really? Like, I'm. this is like the number four guy over, you know, whatever span. Like, he does that. Yeah, and he it's because he catches touchdowns. I mean, the last two years, seven and eight touchdowns. So, and he's had another nine, you know, he had, uh, his second year in the league, he had nine touchdowns. So, he's he's a big red zone target. He's a little more touchdown dependent, but that's kind of what you get. I mean, Delaney Walker is a pass catcher, but when you get into the Evan Ingram, Rudolph, Burton, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed. See, now, uh, Jordan, there's a couple names right there that have floated all over this uh, list the past few years. Uh, Jordan Reed... He's so amazing when he's performing, but drafting a guy like that, you've got to just get ready for, I'm just going to say he's going to play 10 out of 16 games. That seems where it kind of sits every single year. But when he's in, he's one of the top three guys, it feels like. Yeah, he's never played 16 games. His highest is 14, and he's only played six and 12 games the last two seasons. You know, it's just, it's, uh, it's, he when he's when he's in there he's productive for you and when he's not it's it's guard you know he's, he's hurt because you probably had to take him pretty high this year you yeah. might be able to get him a little low uh since he's still questionable i'm not really gonna mess with him or move him up now jimmy graham's an interesting case green bay tends to not use the tight end position very much uh yeah but he's got the, the, the... he's getting old uh that's that's because he had jared cook two years ago and... <laughs> yeah like there's just he hasn't he hasn't had a ton of stuff there so i'm just saying on, you know, this, like, on this list they've got trey burton there or i'm gonna put graham above him i'm gonna move him above maybe ingram um uh, it's i can just make a case for him and yeah uh, you know i'm i'm not i here's the thing past like anything but to, past Delaney Walker. So I think the top five is fairly set. And so if Delaney yes. Walker were to, if Delaney Walker were to fall, I mean, he's just a beast on the, on the, on the PPR Grab stuff. Him. Grab him up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm perfectly okay with us grabbing Delaney Walker. If he, if he falls a little and not having to overpay for him once kind of the rest of the starters are set and we've got a couple backups if Delaney Walker's there, I'm all for it. Um, uh, Ingram, Rudolph, Burton, Graham, I think somebody else. I'm going to let somebody else reach for him. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm. He might finish in the top six or top five, but he also could finish at nine, ten, or eleven. You know, Jordan Reed's pretty much undraftable for me, just off the injury thing, like you were talking about. The, you know, but then you get into some interesting names like, you know, well, Jack would Doyle. Be an interesting scenario we were kind of looking at. Uh, Let's say you just have kind of two whatever QBs, like you were suggesting, Mahomes, uh, something like that, and they could potentially be top 10. Or you've got Jimmy Graham sitting there. You've got Jordan Reed. You take in two quarterbacks, you take in one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think, I like, I've never, I've not, never in my life have I, do I think I've ever drafted two tight ends, just because it's, that's it, it's the same kind of principle. It's like, you know, if, if you if you're drafting number eight, you know you're either drafting somebody that's good or you're drafting somebody that's gonna that's gonna be okay. in the top ten. If they're not in the top ten, you're you're picking somebody else up. So, um, the Charles Clay has been uh, very effective. Um, I kind of mentioned this to you on the side. He often gets about twenty percent of the targets, so there's potential there. When you 
put in new quarterbacks and all that, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, he's on this. He's ranked 14 here, and there's another. There's, there's not necessarily anybody that would rank above him, uh, but I'm not in love with him either. Uh, O.J. Howard, the rookie from last year, he's at 23. I mean, if you're looking for like a flyer there, uh, Gate Antonio Gates is at 26. You know, if he's, I don't even know if he's. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... He, He's at a, he, yeah, I'm not you sure he's like even signed old. yet. Jeez, well, man. it's like Jake. Um, so the one name is Central Jake Silver Butt. Club there. Yeah, one name is Jake Butt, the uh, Denver tight end. Okay, he was he was going to be a first round pick until he blew out his knee in the uh, bowl game, and basically sat out all last year. But you know, that's that's yeah, somebody like, that yeah, even like we were... Jared Cook seemed perfectly reasonable. Uh... Oh, no, we're not. We're not taking Jared Cook. and Jenkins. You don't like Jared? Yeah. So no, it's like I, if we were gonna and but a little less risk than kind of in the same vein, but a little less risk. You're looking at like uh, Kittle on the on the Niners or Njoku on the on the Browns. The um, these guys have a ton of upside, and if they don't work out, you know, I could. You joking I could, me? I. I could I could see us going into weeks one, two, and three with just a complete question mark at uh, at tight end, and you know, and and but that would be if we went and drafted, you know. So is that going to be our agreement? Well, we've just agreed not to play a tight end this week. Like kind of. I mean, like if if so, because this ties in with the quarterback position, right? Because I think, and this is what I said at the beginning of the segment was. I don't think you if you draft one high, you have to wait on the other one because you just can't afford. So we're going low. We were, well, it, I think if if we go, I don't mind going low on both of them. Uh, I don't mind going high on one and low on the other. So, but neither. But the third scenario is going high on both of them, and that's not happening. So, the you know the scenario is is you know if Russell Wilson is there at seven in the seventh round or eighth round, you know, are we taking him? And if so, you know, now, now, now we're really going to wait on the tight end, right? Because we've said, we've basically sacrificed a a running back or wide receiver. I'm talking like the 15th take this guy, maybe not that far, but like, uh, like we would take which guy a quarterback or a tight end, both of them very, very far. I'm talking like, Fill your roster, fill like most of your bench even, and then when absolutely forced to, drag two of these nut sacks off of these lists. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they I'm, all... I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But I think at a certain point, though, oops, like at a certain point, Delaney Walker becomes a steal. Okay. At a certain point, Cam Newton becomes a steal, right? So it's like if they're the last guy sitting in that tier and so there's sixth, just sixth round we're starting our search six 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 round we're open to you know if it, it, again looking at tiers right you've got top two then the middle five and then eight through 16 so you know if if we get to round nine or ten right and there's one guy there in that middle tier there's no reason not to draft him. I mean, like that's our last chance to get a guy in the middle tier. It's like we shouldn't just wait, just to wait, right? Like we 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 
we should look at now, but, but that depends on whether or not we've got other guys in the running back or the wide receiver positions that aren't as, you know, higher up or more rare or whatever it is. But I think in that kind of like looking at it, it's like, I don't think we should hold ourselves to just drafting with the last two picks quarterback tight end, the last four picks being quarterback tight end defense kicker. You know, it's like, if there's somebody there, we shouldn't pass them up just because, we set some arbitrary rule beforehand. Like that's how we end that, you know, at, at a certain point, everybody becomes draftable. You know, it's like if Brady's there in the ninth round, he won't be, yeah, but if Brady's yeah. there in the ninth round, you break your rule. Right. But I think the same can be said for, you know, Delaney Walker in the ninth round. Right. It's the same kind of thing, right. It's like you're, you're well into by the ninth round, if you haven't taken a quarterback or a tight end yet, by the ninth round, you've got four running backs and four wide receivers, right? At that point, there's no, like, at that point, you can go get a tight end as long as you're not reaching for somebody, right? Like, taking George Kittle uh, in the ninth round is silly, but taking Delaney Walker there, not at all. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm willing to start shopping those the sixth round, but definitely yeah, I, splitting it up. I think look, if we're looking at the tier-based stuff, You know, if we're looking at if we go into this with tiers and we say, you know, this is we want somebody from this. I think we should want somebody from the like Greg Olson or Delaney Walker are would be perfectly acceptable, I think, to both of us. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, Evan Ingram, you know, 64 catches last year, six touchdowns. You know, we can, that's, that's a solid guy. I mean, like that's, and that's, it's, he's coming into his second year now. He's going to take a, this is, should be his biggest leap from year to year. So yeah, we should, you know, we should look at those guys. And if we filled out everything else and it's between flyers at wide receiver or running back and a top 10 starter at tight end or top 10 quarterback, then yeah, I think we, I, I think we'd be silly to pass up a starter for something that's not quite as sure a thing. Yeah. You've got to figure out who your sleepers are too. That's kind of the only maybe piece to this that we're mixing or overlooking. I should say keeping sleepers at at quarterback or or wide receiver. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, just overall um, that you've got a good list and that they're all accounted for at this point. I think that's where, uh, like I said, you don't want to not take a quarterback for the sake of not taking one, but I'd be more into just making sure that I've got a real solid list of sleepers before I'm even taking or looking at two tight ends, two quarterbacks, or guys that I'm hoping get to the top 10 that aren't there instantly. Now, when you say sleepers, are you talking about guys that need to go to bed early? I do. No. You know what I mean. (laughs) You got to, like, uh... We've mentioned it before. like a like a a thirty three year old wide receiver with upside. No, like your Eric Deckers that uh, none of you know about coming off the uh, practice squad, and or you know your Marvin Joneses, your Sanu's sometimes all these sort of guys. Yeah, I mean like a a, a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three that's going to pop. Yeah, Bingo. I mean like, but, so I'd much those... rather see out all the guys that are coming to their third year before. Yeah, I, I'm just still not sold on the second quarterback. Well, it's like, like I said, I mean, there's no reason to take 
there's no reason to take a second quarterback if we don't think that there's going if they're not if we don't think they're top ten capable. I think if at they're all. top. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, like that's the thing, man. It's like that's too hard and fast a rule for me to say. Like, you know, if I mean, if Brady and Rodgers are there in the thirteenth and fourteenth round, you're going to take two quarterbacks? Yes, right? <laughs> because there's value there. So it's like if there's somebody that we think is going to be, and but it's that's just, it. it's, no, but it's like if it's if there's somebody that we think can make the top ten that is sitting there and doesn't have to be. And there's and there's nothing but not like so if we think like I thought Carson Wentz last year was a sure thing for the top ten yeah so you know it's like and that worked out really fucking well the oh I cursed but it's not again. it's not even I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose that listener again I think I've got to count I think we're in to three total forty five minutes I mean, three come on kid yeah how far are we into this forty five we're doing one every fifteen minutes. All right, so the scenario being, listen, if one of us is, is like, if we've got a, I think, I think a, a second quarterback that is got the potential for top ten mm-hmm. is a better investment than, and the bye weeks match up and some of this other stuff. But if a second quarterback with top ten potential is a better investment than wide receiver eight, yeah. false fake news. The draft should be fun. <laughs> oh, this is where it's going to get good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like this is, you know, it's like, I, and I think the fun part of this is it's like these, these rankings that we're doing have no, there is no. At that point in the the, draft, I'm like looking at like Patriots that haven't been taken. I'm looking for Eagles. I'm looking for high, high, I want high volume offense guys and take a flyer on that. And the two quarterbacks. But those guys are going to, those guys are going to spread the ball around so much. I would rather take a, a top guy in a terrible offense that you'll never use. But I'm never going to use a guy that's going to catch like oh he's going to catch you. I'm never going to take no him no you don't him. you don't take him outright for that you take him for the kind of handcuff potential that he's in a spread of ball but if one piece falls off you're like ooh God that is like now now you now it's not just does this guy perform it's like this guy has to perform and somebody else has to get hurt No it's not just but, I mean it's it's a high volume offense that was the leading thing and that's what we're going with and it just helps if those things happen you pulled a couple scenarios out that that's one that can happen but I'm not banking on it I just want a high volume thing I'm looking for unnoticed patriots this year But there's but there's only I mean it's Chris Hogan that's the only guy. Yeah, and he's not, and that's why, and, he's, and, and that's he's why there's so much value potentially there. Someone's but he's noticed. This. He's not. He's not lasting until the twelfth round. Okay, well, he's noticed. Well, we're we're putting Brady up in number two. He's just throwing to Hogan. He's not throwing to like you, like the Malcolm Mitchells of the world, or the... yeah, exactly. One of, I, I mean, they're tough to take. I see your point with that, but it's I'd rather kind of take a flyer on what they could be. Yeah, I'd rather take a quarterback b-hole just sitting there. 
Yeah, no. Like, this is... God, we're this so is, fucked. This is where I found Marvin Jones last year. Sure. I mean, like, listen, I drafted I drafted Kamara and, and in this league. I drafted Kamara and Wentz with the 13th and 14th pick. Like, you know, it's like there's nothing... I'm not against taking guys that you think can be talented. But, like, I, I think your rationale for... Like, oh, well, they're in a big offense. Like, if they're not good. Oh, we're taking Dez right here. That's what you're getting. You're getting – I'm listing Dez. You can't – there aren't, there aren't three guys named Dez Bryant. That's the only way that you're going to get me to draft Dez is if you give me the three guys named Dez Bryant in the league. And Dez Bryant doesn't even have a team yet. So, technically, he's not even in the freaking league. I just so, drafted him. You can do it. That's your... I had to try it out. And it's possible. Well, hopefully you got it out of your system. It's not happening. We're not taking Des Bryant. Okay, it'll be Brandon Marshall. Who's he's he on the Seahawks? Yep. Okay, like D- Brandon Marshall is better than Des. No, I'm at that point in the uh, in the draft. You you want to know who I'd take in as the flyer for uh, New England? Sure, Cordell Patterson. I'd rather take a flyer on him than a second quarterback. Okay, like I'm not like Cordero Patterson. I'm not. I'm not mad at, but he also has. You have like Geronimo yeah. Allison that's going to show up there in the draft. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to get. He's going to get targets. Exactly. Like, so I'm just like, saying, I'm taking so many other names before the second quarterback. But Cordero is Cordero. Cordero is either going to get taken too high. He's not. By somebody, I think he's getting overlooked. Well, and and then if he's still sitting there on the if he's still sitting there on the waiver wire, it's like he'll sit there for two weeks. I bet on if he has a big week one, that's he'll sit he'll sit there through. He will still be there at the end of week two. Oh no, absolutely not! If he goes big week one when everyone's paying attention in the beginning, he's gonna pop. It's gonna be. Yeah, I think I think people are scared. I think I I think people are too cautious now. They've been burned by his potential enough that. He's who he's gonna be. He's a he's a kick returner, and he's a guy that you throw a screen pass to and hope he goes seventy. But exactly, there's but if but you only you put can't... him in four plays of the game, that's that's a huge worry. Yeah, it's like it's like I, Brady is a guy that Brady is a guy that needs to trust his receivers. Day Day Westbrook. Uh, well, I mean, Marquise Lee just went. It looks like he's out for the season. So, uh, but I would rather have Keenan Cole. Uh, and we're into wide receivers again. We can't. We can't help fighting over this. But yeah, well, we're not, I'm not even trying to fight over the wide receivers. They just can't help but pop up when you're talking about their natural competition. But sure, be it yeah, tight those, ends. Those, or... those, those like, but yeah, I could absolutely see us. There's so going back to quarterbacks and tight ends real quick, and I think maybe just to to finish it up, I think three scenarios. The most likely one is that we wait on both a quarterback and a tight end. The uh, the second most likely scenario is that we go high for one of them and wait on the other. And the least likely scenario in by least likely, I mean, it's not happening is that we take like a quarterback and a tight end in our top eight. Like, I think the only way that would happen is if we got to round seven and Brady or Rogers were still there. And then like the next round, Kelsey or Gronk or, or uh, Ertz was there. I think that's the only scenario where we'd end up with 
a quarterback and a tight and a tight end inside of our top eight. Yep. We have right. the, the overall framework's pretty solid. That these splits yeah. cause some fun hydras. I like this. Yeah, the um the, the QB thing, the two QB thing, I'd like I'll I'll fight you over taking two tight ends. I think that there's no reason we should ever do that. But the uh, the Q two the two QB thing, I think no, if there's somebody even as much as it, I like to dig through the tight ends, I can't even try and make a case for it this year that I could yeah. it'd be such a stretch. Yeah. So I think listen, I I think I think it wouldn't if 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 the board falls the right way. Now here's here's something that might cap us out is that we might not be able to take like unlimited running backs and wide receivers. So we might have to take the second quarterback just because we're going to have the roster spot. Fake news. This is not happening. No, we're going to, I don't think you have to take that before that. I would. It, dep- it depends on how the league set, depends on how the league set up is. If, uh, if there's, if there's some, some leagues you're capped at how many running backs and wide receivers you can take in the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, still two tight ends. I'm going with that over the second quarterback. But the, even with this, your, your 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 argument for not taking the second quarterback is the same for not take is the same against taking two tight ends. Yeah, and tight end, and tight ends have even less upside than quarterbacks. Okay, he breaks late. All right, there we go. We'll end on we'll end on some on, on an agreement there. Um, all right, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Just to, I mean, as we're looking at it here, make sure our sleepers are deep so that we can sort that all out before we even have to cross that fucking bridge. Because, oops, uh, that's the name of a specific bridge. I wasn't cursing. Right. It's it's in a town called uh, fucking King. It's it's the King. It's focus <laughs> on the King. It's the King Bridge. Yeah. It's the King. It's the you take the a, F Street to it's, King. It's a it's a Vietnamese. It's a bridge made of Vietnamese food. Yes. King. There it is. Right. There we go. That should be our first sponsor. Foo King. All right. Um, so okay. So I'm good. We'll um, we'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll take a little break here to uh, get a word from our sponsors. We don't have sponsors, and we'll do uh, we'll do we'll do uh, week five's take first. Sound good? Sounds good, my man. All right, man.